This is the Mark Stucheski Podcast. Hello, 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 hello. Welcome to another LinkedIn Live with your host, Mark Stucheski. I have a very special guest. All my guests are special, but she's special too because we share, share a mutual hatred of Comcast, which is not a sponsor of this LinkedIn Live. <laughs> now, we, we were talking before we got started that um, I live in Houston, the fourth largest city in the world, in the country. And I have two internet sources, Comcast and AT&T. Larissa's got me beat because she only has choice of one. And so it's like, this is, this is so crazy. So Larissa, welcome to the to the LinkedIn Live. So glad you're here. Yeah, thanks so much, Mark. It's so fun to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Well, you're you're welcome. And uh, I, one of the reasons why I invited you is because you are, if I look at the, the landscape of Winnie the Pooh, I, I don't think you're an Eeyore. Uh, would you say you're a Winnie the Pooh or you're a Tigger? I think I'm probably like a combo of Winnie the Pooh and okay. Tigger because I do love, you know, just like taking my pants off, having a snack, you know, chill it out, like let the world do its thing. <laughs> or I'm like, on, let's go, let's do this, like energy, energy, energy. Like those are my two modes. So yeah. You know, now let me ask this question while we're talking about Winnie the Pooh, which has nothing to do with what we're going to talk about in live today. But I, I just got to ask you, do you think someone could have created a cartoon like Winnie the Pooh in 2020? No way. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah. Why is that bear only wearing a shirt? What's it? Where's his pants? <laughs> Keeps sticking his hand in the honeypot. Like, <laughs> yeah. But I used to love that because, you know, he was so happy. All he wanted is honey and play with Chris and Robin. And he was so happy. And then Tinker was like the guy off of uh, Risperdal or Adderall. But he was, I, I, I'm not, I don't say I have ADHD, but I, I love life. I love what I do. And I can tell you love what you do which I think is really important. I see so many people, they're like yours. They're just like, oh, another day, another dollar. I'm like, really? It's like, why don't you go do something you love to do? So um, so I'm talking to Larissa Haynes, and I, I do apologize. If you've never attended one of my LinkedIn lives before, I wear bifocals, okay? I got a line bifocals. So if I'm doing this, it's not to stick my nose up at you so I can read the screen. Because right now, Larissa's in this nice, soft focus on the screen for me. <laughs> so we're going to be talking about self-awareness. And, you know, I remember, Larissa, the first time I ever heard of self-awareness, I'm like, what in the world does that mean? But the more I learned about it, I'm like, oh, that's really important. So let me ask you the first question is what does self-awareness mean to you? So there's so many different explanations of it. Daniel Goleman is kind of the father of, of EQ or emotional intelligence and self-awareness is the first step in, in these four steps of it. But when I kind of boil it down and I'm working with people, it's, Taking those ahas that you get, like that sort of beginning of self-discovery of like, oh, geez, you know what? I, I move a little faster than people. And then understanding the impact that that has on other people. And that's the kind of second step of self-awareness that I think most people forget is like, it's not just like, oh, I know who I am or I know I'm like this. It's that second phase of, and this is how it shows up in the world and impacts other people. Mm. Um, so you know, there, there's this great survey out there and I can't remember her name right now. I'm going to find it, but she, um, HBR. So from Harvard did a survey where 95% of the respondents categorized themselves as self-aware. Then they gave them this self-awareness assessment and 15% came back as actually self-aware. <laughs> um, <Whoops>. so, yeah. <laughs> and I would say, you know, when I'm working with people, that's, that's pretty darn accurate. Like, 
we all like to think we know ourselves and our, and our impact on the world more than we really do. Now, your LinkedIn profile says you're a human behavioral enthusiast. What in the world does that mean? Um, it's a nice way to say I'm like hyper obsessed with what makes people tick. Okay. <laughs> I love it. Ever since I was a little kid, I have just, you know, during COVID, I unpacked some boxes, you know, because you're like, hey, I have nothing to do. I'm going to unpack some boxes. <laughs> right? And I found all these journals from like when I was like 10, 11, 12, you know, in that mid range. And it was still like all of these like quotes and inquiries into who am I and how do I fit in the world? And, you know, asking these sort of big questions about humans. Um, and it's just, I know that I'm a socialized learner. I learn with and through people. The world occurs to me with and through people. So from a very young age, I've been kind of a singularly obsessed with like figuring out how all that works. So now I yeah. turn it into a job. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, good for you for that. Uh, yeah. I, I love journaling. I mean, I remember when I was in college and in, in college and high school at university for the people outside the United States, you know, I'm like, Oh, journaling, that's such a girly thing. But now I love journaling because whether you use a phone, whether you use an actual journal, whatever the case may be, you're going to want to have those memories and you're going to be sitting there I'm 55, you know, 65, 70, like, oh man, I remember I, what was that thing I did when I was in 40 something? Oh, wh where did we go? And you're like, cause you didn't record it. And I'm a big believer of journaling. Now I personally use and recommend Brendan Burchard's high performance planner. I get nothing out of it if you buy it. He doesn't even know I'm, I'm promoting it, but I've been using this every day since January 4th, 2019. When I say every day, I mean every day, Saturdays, Sundays, holidays, vacations, because I want to live every day intentionally. And what's really cool, it's not just a planner. It's also got morning mindsets and afternoon mindsets and it's got a place for you to journal at the bottom. But what I do is I, I plan my day. And then if my day changes, I actually go back to my planner and correct it. So if I want to go back, I know exactly what I did in that day. And it's interesting because I also write my goals in there every morning too. And I'm like, wow, man, I, man, my goals have changed a lot because I believe in writing your goals down every day. And I, I don't believe in copying what you wrote the day before. I think you should write my goals are and what's ever on your heart. If you write the same thing over again, fine. If it's something new, fine. But I don't think you should just copy. I don't think there's any purpose of that. But I like writing in a journal. I mean, phones are great. We all love our technology. But there's something about getting one of these. This is a pen, kids. Uh, go Google this. And a piece of paper and actually writing it. So when you journal, uh, do you still journal on a, on a uh, notepad? I do. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm like you, I actually have like multiple streams of, of goal and journaling and, um, yeah, I've got the, the goal corner over here in my okay. office. Okay. Awesome. Like that's like, you know, long-term monthly, weekly. And then I do a note card a day, um, where I pen to paper, what I'm going to do that day. Oh, wow. I do a gratitude journal every night where I just like stream of consciousness for one minute, write down everything that I'm grateful for that happened that day. Um, and then journal journal, which is more, it's more like a weekly experience for me where I sit down with an actual notebook and kind of go over what's going on, like, and how it's impacting me and what are the things I'm working on and what are the, what are the challenges I'm facing and where are my fears and, you know, what's kind of coming up and triggering in me to like, keep, keep a look at. And I look back over a month and say, huh, look at that around the 15th of every month, you get a little weird about money, <laughs> you, know? Like, <laughs> you're that, you know, so you can start to see patterns to work on them a little easier too. 
That's awesome. And I will tell you that one of the most difficult things, believe it or not, for me when I started using Brendan's planner is you reflect at the end of the day on the day. At the end of the week, reflect on the week. At the end of the month, reflect on the month. And it like, especially the end of the month, it's like, okay, what three things did you make happen this month? I'm like, oh my gosh. But because I've written it down, I go through and like, oh yeah, because so many things happen. But I think people need to spend time reflecting as well as looking ahead. Because if you reflect, you go, well, that didn't work well, but this did. Let me try this. But if all you're doing is keep going forward, you're not learning lessons. What do you say about that? I So at the end of every little video, I don't know if you've watched any of my videos, um, my tagline is remember to take time to rest and reflect. Because if you're not reflecting and integrating what you're doing, you're going to miss it. You're going to miss yep. all of it. And we can so easily get into that space. And I'm so, you know, I am this person of like drive, 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 push, 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 goal, 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 right? But if you're not taking time to learn the lessons inside the goals and to actually celebrate those micro wins, it it stops. Like, where's the fun? Like, why are you doing yeah. it? <laughs> you know. Um, so I'm a huge advocate for that. And and I am not a process person. I have had to really like for me working to put a process and consistency in of that, you know, daily goal with reflection, weekly goal with reflection, monthly goal. And I do quarterly and I do year. And then the big one is the year where mm. I actually do a whole wall um, with sticky notes and like um, construction paper and markers and just like plan it out for what's going to come like dream wow. wise. Yeah. Well, you said something I want to make sure people don't miss. You talk about micro goals. You're going to have small I'm sorry, micro wins. Um, you're going to have more small wins than big wins. And I see people celebrating when they landed that big client, when they you know, had a big launch or launched the book, but you're going to have way more small victories. And so I always say, celebrate every victory, big and small. I don't care how big or small the victory is. You should celebrate that. Um, and I, it sounds like you agree with that as well. I do. I do. And I just want to say, hey, Raul. So thanks so much for coming and joining. Love seeing people pop into the comments. So yes. Um, yeah, I I am a recovering, like doing addict, a perfectionist, you know, all of that. So a way for me to really get grounded in consistently showing up every day and finding pleasure in the labor is saying, hey, Three months ago, you did not want to put a video out on LinkedIn. And now you're doing like three a week. You're doing a live. You're showing up on other people's lives. You know, like that first video was like, that was a big win. Like I did that. <laughs> it's terrible, but it was awesome, you know? Yeah. Um, or, you know, you know, if you guys are in sales, it's like that first video prospect, like your first vidyard, like that's a big deal. Um, celebrate that. And it's okay if, you know, no one else is celebrating with you or that's not something you're comfortable sharing with everybody. But I think at least for yourself, finding ways to celebrate each of the little things that you do each day mm -hmm. is what makes that tigger tiggerness come through. It's like, that's yes. like, oh, all right, that was fun. What am I going to do today? That's going to be a win. You know, yes. what am I going to do today? That's going to be kind of a fun thing that I can celebrate. Yeah. And I, I tell people that, you know, if if you don't wake up excited for the day, I wake up excited every morning like it's Christmas morning. Okay, Santa Claus just came to my house. If you wake up and you you're not happy, I think you need to get self aware. You need to go someplace quiet. You need to get a notebook and a piece of uh, a, a something to write with, and write down everything that you're excited about because you may not be able to do it today, but you only get one life, 
And it's really important that you're spending most of your time doing things you love to do. So if you're at a job and you hate to do, that's okay. Stay at that job, but then, you know, do some discovery and find out what really lights you up. And then eventually find a way how you can transition from the job you hate to the job you love. But a lot of people go, well, you know, I'm making decent money. I get vacation and benefits, but they're utterly miserable. I'm like, are you going to live there the rest of your life and be unhappy? I don't understand that. Uh, So I I want people to be happy. I I just, in happiness seems to be so elusive in this day and age. (laughs) So (laughs) I agree with like 40% of that. (laughs) Well, Go ahead. Let's have a healthy debate. Yeah. Um, So for me, happiness isn't like a state of being. It's just one of the things we experience. And I think if waking up in the morning and if you're waking up and you're not feeling content, if you're not feeling, even if you're not excited, but if you're, you know, it's good to check in with whatever you're feeling because there's a lesson in there. Mm -hmm. Now, the problem is, is if we're like, we push it away and we're like, oh, no, whatever. There's nothing I can do about that. That's where it starts to bring in that toxicity, right? Or right. that push of like, I've got to be happy. So now I'm so focused on happy that I'm not dealing with what's making me unhappy. Um, so a lot of the times, you know, in my early, you know, I started coaching about 10 years ago. In my early coaching, I, I worked with a lot of people in career transitions. So that was sort of what I was doing. And they'd come and they'd talk about how much they didn't like their job and blah, blah, blah. But when you when you start to coach and look at your life on a holistic level, you're realizing like, like you said, like there's actually a ton of really great stuff in my life or it's not my job that I hate. It's I have a really strained relationship with my mother and mm. her expectations of what it should be for a job are actually coloring what I'm doing. And when I I unpack that that and say, wow, you know what? I actually am totally fine with my job. I got to repair this other thing, or this is where that, that unhappiness is coming from. So I believe that the, the stressors or the discomforts or the like, you know, that we feel in our lives are actually notes for lessons. Like they're just little like pop-ups of like, Hey, come pay attention to me. There's something for you to learn over here. I see your point. And I will say that I agree with what you just said, but there are people, I guess where I was going with the people, uh, the people I know or, or have come across who are doing a job because it's all about the money. It's all about the, the yeah. benefits. They don't like the job at all. They're good at it. They're exceptionally yeah. awesome at it, but they're not happy. And I'm like, well, why? I mean, go find out why you're not happy. Maybe it is to your point. Maybe it's the commute. Maybe it's the boss. Maybe it's the wallpaper. And, and figure that out, is there someplace you can transition to? Or maybe you don't like the job at all. But I think instead of just settling and going, well, this is what it is, I think we both agree you got to figure out why. Go Absolutely. do this self-discovery. Hey there, it's Mark. I just wanted to hop in here real quick to invite you to check out my website, mrproductivity.com, for the date of my next live training to get my top five productivity tips and so much more. It all happens over at mrproductivity.com. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. Actually, that's me. That's my story. So I worked in finance um, my first 10 years out of college. And I can still remember I was working, I, you know, made it up to VP at Citibank. And now I was out in the hedge world and I have my beautiful corner view and I am, I have all the money, I have all the status and I'm miserable. 
Um, my relationships are breaking. I'm having some like health issues. I can't stop complaining about this terrible job, right? And one day it just clicked to me and I was like, this job is terrible for me. It would not be terrible from the person that I'm keeping from having it. Mm. And all of a sudden it was like, if I want to be of service to the world, I have to let this job go because it's not my job. It's someone else's and someone else is going to love it. It's going to be perfect for them. And so that's what, I mean, it took me another 18 months to like put some things in place. And I went back and I, I went to a coaching program and I went through some trainings and I set up and I went out on my own um, and have never regretted it since. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's, that's incredible. Um, Cause a lot of people uh, I would argue don't do that. They're like, well, <laughs> I'll just, I'll, I'll just, you know, I only have like 25 years of retirement. I'll just hang on. And it's like, really? It's like, because I believe everyone's put here for a reason. And it took me till I was about, well, I had to get fired from my job in July, 2005. And then I had to wander around the Atlantic ocean in a leaky canoe with no oars. And finally I ran into someone, a coach I invested in that pointed out that I should be in productivity. And so, you know, you got, I believe everyone's here for a reason. Okay. The problem is either we don't want to take the time to do self-discovery and say, you know, what am I really good at? What do I love to do? Because I believe that if you figure that out, you're, you're more than halfway there. But a lot of people are like, well, I got a degree in thus and such, you know, a prime example, my dentist, our, our family dentist, he went through mechanical engineering school, got graduated with honors and goes, you know what? I don't want to be in a mechanical engineer. I want to be a dentist. Went back to dental school, graduated from that in honors, and he's doing what he loves to do. That's really commitment. I mean, to spend all that money and all that time. But he he wasn't happy. He, he realized he wanted to be a mechanical engineer, but he didn't settle. He goes, well, you know, I got the degree. I guess I'm stuck. He said, no, I'm not going to settle. And I, I really applaud him for that. Me too. Me too. I think, and that's where that self-awareness and self-inquiry and emotional intelligence comes in. Because when you really start to like radically take stock of who you are, how you're built, how do you impact, where, where do you get your self-confidence from? Like, where do you gain energy in the world? If the, where you're making money isn't at least somewhat aligned with that, you are exhausted, boo. <laughs> like it is tiring. Yes. Um, and it's taking a toll on everything else, you know, same with like, if you're in a bad relationship, but I focus on work. I don't do the, neither <laughs> <laughs> do I. <laughs> yeah. Like, so I, I want I want to play a little game of pretend here. I, I want to know if you could go back and talk to a younger self. Now you look really young, okay? Uh, but if you can go back to maybe, let's say, let's say high school, okay? For, you look like you graduated high school three years ago, but that's beside the point. Um, and, and you could tell yourself, look it, I want to I want to shorten your learning curve a little bit, okay? Um, there's some things you're going to mess up along the way. You're going to make some mistakes. Uh, let me give you some of those ideas now so you can just shorten your learning curve. What are a couple of things you would tell a younger version of you? I think the number one thing, and most people are this, is stop caring about what other people think way <laughs> earlier. <laughs> like, it does not matter. Yeah. Um, there, No matter what you do, there are going to be people that love it and people that don't. Yep. So that's just what's up. Um. I think for me particularly, part of that also comes with don't be so concerned about getting it right. Mm. You're not going to get, you're not going to be good at it in the beginning. Don't let that be the thing that stops you from trying it. Yes. Um, and then the third one, again, for me is learn how to be consistent. 
Like mm-hmm. once you pick something, it doesn't mean you can't course correct or like reflect and, and shift and pivot, mm-hmm. but I am shiny object girl through and through like statistically <laughs> speaking, when there's some certain behavior testing that you can do where like, I'm off the charts with like, what's the next thing? What's the, I love to start things, but finishing them is like, Ugh. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, getting some good, you know, adaptive behaviors and, and processes set up to like, keep the momentum more consistent for me. Here's a question I've never asked anyone before. I, I'm really interested in your answer. I just feel like I should ask this question. If you had the opportunity and the money, would you ever consider running for president? Yes. Okay. That's interesting. Because I wouldn't because by default, half the people in the country don't like you. And I don't know if I want to be on call 24-7, 365, you know, someone misbehaves over in North Korea. or uh, So I, I think the stress, you look at every president that's ever been elected from the time to get in office, whether it's four years or eight years, they're different people. They're look so exhausted. I, I would never, it sounds good. Cause everyone's at your beck and call, but why would you want to be president? It's funny. So I've been involved in politics since, you know, I was my freshman class president and I, Oh, wow. I, okay. Yeah. I'm still very much involved. I sit on a committee here in my little town on a finance comp. Um, oh, wow. And I was approached to run for um, Portland city council when I lived in Maine and What's true is I, because I have such a strong sense of public service, um, if all of the things fell in line, I would do it. My preference, however, would be like chief of staff. <laughs> like I want to be like the behind the scenes making it happen rather than the one out there. Um, because, but yeah, if I had the choice, that would be it. But either one, I would absolutely step up. Yeah. Very interesting. Well, we have a question from Raul. How can we figure out our the purpose of our life? Good question. Um, so a couple of different things from my perspective. One is if you have, like, I'm a huge advocate for assessments. Um, I have some that tools that I sell, not going to pitch or anything, but whatever it is, I think many of them can really help you see parts of yourself that you don't see. And then the second half to that is having someone who's trained in it to help guide you through your discovery process, not tell you what they see. Mm. Um, So a good coach is going to be able to pull out of you, you know, you're going to look at your values. Like, where do you spend your time? What are your perceived versus lived values? Like we all like to say like, oh, these are the things I value. But when we look at how you spend your time and money, it doesn't match up. Yeah. Um, So doing that kind of purposeful guided inquiry is I think one of the best ways. And I think it's really important. I know for me, it's when I get quiet and one of the exercises someone gave me, I don't remember who told me to do this. They said, go someplace quiet, get yourself a notebook, get yourself a pen and just write down, just brain dump, just brainstorm everything you're interested in, even going all the way back to your, your, uh, you know, single digit years, just write it all down. And I said, are you kidding me? What's that going to do? And he said, look, just trust me. And I did it. And some things popped out. I'm like, wow, I haven't thought about that in years, but this person, I don't, I don't remember as a man or woman. They told me when we get quiet, that's when the subconscious, you can hear your subconscious mind. When we're inundated with noise, whether it's social media or email or people talking or traffic, you really can't, you know, listen to your subconscious mind. And so I try to spend time being silent every day. I think it's a lost art. A lot of people don't spend time being quiet. They're always doing something. And I think we need to get back to silence. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I'm a 
I don't actively now, but I was a yoga and meditation teacher. So I'm a huge advocate for going within because that's where all the answers really are. Mm -hmm. So for some people though, that's, it's, it's a hard access, you know, because there's the, like, there's actually a common misconception that like meditation is quieting your mind. It's not, it's about hearing your mind and being aware of like the ticker tape of thoughts that are going through and what patterns do you see? Um, So I agree, like journaling and looking for patterns in that. And then one of my two favorite questions, and this is actually, I work, this is a very typical thing I work with clients on is first question is what's one topic that you want to talk about for the next 10 years straight Mm. in depth? And then who do you want to talk about that with? So if people are like new entrepreneurs, right, that's a, a great way to get them to niche down in their market. But even for people that are just like, who am I and what do I want to do? Like, what kind of work do I want to do? What's the one thing that you just like can't stop talking about? You'll talk about it to anybody all the time. You go to a party, you get introduced to somebody new, that like that topic comes up and you're like, hey, that's my favorite topic. Um, and then the next step is, who do you want to have that conversation with? And look for a culture of people that are like that, that are doing that thing or talking about that thing. And that's your right fit. And if it's not there, go make it or find wow. someone who knows how to make things. That is pure gold. And uh, I want to put your website up over here. Uh, make work human pod. I love that. Make work human pod. I love that. Why human pod? That, that's no, awesome. So this is the podcast. So I have the Quivit Consulting is my company. And then this is the podcast that I do. So oh, okay. work human was taken. So we put make work human pod. Well, they should have given it to you. I think they should have. <laughs> I'm ready for them to come after me and be like, hey. <laughs> so the, they go, we go here. It's going to give you us the links to your, your podcast. Yes. And you can find my email, my phone number, and ways to connect with me straight through there. Yep. Excellent. So how long have you been doing your podcast? Only since August. That was oh, one wow. of those things. Yeah. So my, um, I met this woman in, in a leadership training thing. She and I were in together. And we started just meeting every Friday morning because we had a lot. It was one of those things. I'm like, I like to talk about this. You like to talk about this. You're a person I want to talk about it with. And we started meeting in about May. And one day we were like, we should just record these sessions because there's some really good stuff in here. And we're developing products and trainings together. And one day I'm like, I really want to, I kind of want a podcast. And she was like, I kind of want a podcast too. I'm like, <laughs> why don't we just like do this and make it a podcast and see if anyone listens to it? So yeah, our first don't listen to the first episode. It's garbage. I mean, just take it down. So if you want to like have empathy for me, like listen to it. Um, <laughs> the, the first, the uh, episodes two through seven are all about professional vulnerability and why it's not the same as personal and like how to actually use it to become a better leader. Um, and then the new series that just started with two episodes in is all about emotional intelligence. And the first wow. two are about, uh, about self-awareness. Wow. Well, my podcast, uh, the Mark Stuchesky podcast has been out since July 7th, 2017. And I give all credit to Gary Vaynerchuk, who you probably have heard of at some point. Um, he said in the spring of 2017, not to me, he, he made a video saying the future is voice and audio and everybody should think about having their own podcast. And I remember I thinking to myself, you know, I used to be a radio DJ back in the day. 
And I said, how do you start a podcast? And there's, you probably never heard of this uh, website, google.com. It's a magic genie. You type in, how do you start a podcast? And you get like a billion answers. And I just bought the microphone and I started recording. And my first episode was called my worst podcast ever. It should be, I should be getting better. And now I think I released 625 episodes. I've interviewed 435 guests and I'm like, I've gotten to the point now I hit the tipping point where people are reaching out to me. I don't have to look for guests anymore. People reach out to me, say, can I be in your podcast? It's gotten so bad that I'm booked out. I do four to five interviews a week. I'm booked out to the end of the year. And now when people call me, I'm like, you know, I'm not Joe Rogan, right? Uh, you got the right number. And like, why, why you say that? I'm like, because everyone's calling me now. It's, it's, it's humorous. I'm like, what happened? I'm so I have to, and people laugh. Some people out oddly, interesting enough, don't know who Joe Rogan is, but those who do like, no, I know you're Mark's true. Yeah, you're Mark. I'm like, so I'm having a ball with the podcast. I mean, I do podcast interviews like four or five days a week, as I mentioned, I just love it. And sometimes I take a LinkedIn live and make it a, a, a podcast. I just love the platform. I love LinkedIn live. Don't miss mistaken me. But the problem is, is the discoverability is not there. So you can't like, there's not a tab on my web on my profile you can go to that says live. You have to go scroll to post. But if you subscribe to the podcast like yours, every episode is there. And it's real easy. It's portable. You can take it wherever you want. So I really love the podcasting space. So I'm so thrilled that you are, you know, not a baby podcaster, but you're a young podcaster. I hope you stick through it. You know, when I hit 30 episodes, I'm like, I'm in this for a long haul. And I absolutely love the, the platform. Yeah, no, and I that's what we call it. We're that's ex exactly what we call ourselves. I'm like, I'm just a baby podcaster. Like, I still, and the thing with us is like, we put it all together within like from the day we said we should do this to our first episode was maybe three weeks. Like, we got all the equipment, we like hyper learned, did our test, did test interviews, you know, all that. Nice. And it was finally like, you know, I won't say this, but one of my like, my my coach, you know, his thing has to do with like just duck it. <laughs> it's not yes. really duck. <laughs> like, five, four, three, two, one, go. That's Mel Robbins, you know, like yes. um, Michael Neal and Mel Robbins. It's like, just at some point you have enough information. Yes. Like, we'll make it happen. Yes. Um, and, and you'll learn along the way. And when I, I remember I released my first episode and I think within a couple of days I had 125 downloads and I remember thinking to myself, okay, I downloaded it. My wife downloaded it. My cousin downloaded it. Who are these other 122 people? They don't even know me. And it just went up from there. It's just crazy. I couldn't believe that people, 122 strangers downloaded my podcast. I thought that was the coolest thing in the world. People go, well, you know, Joe Rogan's more. I said, dude, 122 strangers downloaded my podcast. Who are these people? I thought it was the coolest thing. I really did. Um, but it, it's not for everybody, but you definitely had the personality for it. I'm a nut job, so I definitely have the personality for it. Um, so go to makeworkhumanpod.com. Get on her podcast. Well, listen to her podcast. Maybe it can be a guest. I don't know. But uh, it's an absolute delight having you on the show. And if you want to be more productive, you're in the productivity, time management, and you like all that nerdy stuff, go to mrproductivity.com. You can get my top five productivity tips. Find out about my podcast, which is available everywhere, my coaching, and read all about me, mrproductivity.com. So, Larissa, I'm so thrilled that you joined me on this LinkedIn Live today. It was an absolute thrill to have you on. I just took a chance. I think I saw one of your posts because uh, someone liked it in my network. I saw your posts and it's like, you know what? I'm going to invite her to be on my LinkedIn Live because I, you know, I like what you're your your LinkedIn profile says, I'm glad you said yes. I'm glad you showed up. Even though we didn't agree on everything, that's okay. That's what makes the, the world go wrong. I it's so much better when we don't agree but can discuss. Like yes. 
we got to learn how to do that. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you so much for being on this LinkedIn Live. I really appreciate you. My pleasure. Same back to you, Mark. Thanks. And just before we go, don't forget to register for my October 16th training, The Power and How of Routines. You can either click the link here in the show notes from this podcast episode, or you can click the banner of my website, mrproductivity.com, M-I-S-T-E-R, mrproductivity.com. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mark Stuchowski Podcast. Until we meet again, my friend, go be productive.